You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, coming to you from, I'm looking out the window, from cloudy California, northern California. I'm sitting here this morning having a delicious cup of coffee, and my program director, Biscuit, who is a ginger-colored ragamuffin kitty, is sitting next to me in his director chair. For those of you who don't like cats, I apologize, but I do like cats. So in in the same chair is Biscuit's brother, Ted E. Bear. He's joined Biscuit because he's given himself the job of demonstrating good sibling relationships. Ah, good sibling relationships. We'll have to do a program about that soon. Good sibling relationships. Is that an oxymoron? I don't know. So you can follow Biscuit and Teddy Bear on their Facebook page. And I might have to write a book about them because they're really cute and interesting. But I digress. Today we're going to talk about performance. As I was pondering today's interview, I actually wondered what the word performance means. So I looked it up in the dictionary. Performance means the action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. In all areas of our lives, we perform. We perform at work, as partners or spouses, and we perform as parents, as children, in sports, and in the theater. The word performance also comes with a scale that weighs how well the performance was carried out. What? Was it a great performance? Was it fair? Was it a disaster? I remember back to my childhood, here's a true confession, when I would perform at piano recitals. I usually was thought to be a very talented pianist, but then one Sunday during a performance, I forgot the notes I was supposed to play. I froze. I honestly, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And that had never happened before. And I was eight. And I was devastated. I had failed in playing an excellent rendition of the music I had memorized over and over I'd practiced. My performance was a total and complete disaster, and this disaster negatively <coughs> impacted my relationship with music and the piano. I developed paralyzing fright at the thought of performing for others. Even performing for my relatives who were accustomed to me playing holiday carols at Christmas and I just refused. I would not play. So there's a new therapeutic technique that helps one overcome performance anxiety and paralyzing fear. And I just love this. It's called brain spotting. And I conduct brain spotting with many of my patients and honestly... I can say it often produces miracles with changing their stuck points. Now, what is a stuck point? I consider a stuck point to be some issue or or some behavior that you keep doing that 
doesn't produce the outcome that you want. So brain spotting has been shown to do wonders for those of us who have performance challenges in just about any area of their life. I wish when I was eight they'd had brain spotting because maybe I would have kept on playing the piano. So today's guest is a Ph.D. and a licensed marriage and family therapist. He is one of the few certified brain spotting providers, and as such, he enables his patients to let go of the traumas as well as performance anxiety, anything like that that they may have. Dr. Rohr is an author. He has a private practice, and he also works at a men's residential treatment program with men who need help in addiction and many other mental health challenges. It's my pleasure to welcome you to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, Dr. Rohr. Thank you, Dr. Ann. Well, we have so many topics to discuss this morning. So first, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I started my career out in addiction recovery field in 1973. Soon after, I earned a master's degree in dual specialties in addiction treatment and marriage and family therapy. Um, I got my private practice license in 1985, and about that time added performance focusing to my addiction treatment work. I received a sports psychology certification or certificate in 2002. My century is mixed up. uh, in terms of approaches, I added brain spotting in 19, 2016, certified in 2017. Before that, and, and I continue to use um, things like um, eye movement desensitization, reprocessing, hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, positive psychology, structural thinking, and of course the standard cognitive behavioral psychology. Wow. Well, th- those are many, many talents. Lots of learning. Tell us, Dr. Rohr, how did you get interested in the field of addiction? Well, I started uh, because I could relate to addicts, uh, having already had several years of personal drug abuse myself. So I uh, then realized I had the opportunity to work in the field to really help people in a way that was needed. In terms of my own personal experience, I abused alcohol and drugs through uh, alcohol in high school, but in my college, drugs and through the Navy, and after a number of years, I spent about 10 years doing basically maintenance abuse, um, went to treatment at about 30 years old, and, and then had a few couple years of abstinence. Then I relapsed and had several more years of abuse, and then in 1985, went into recovery where I have been psychologically ever since. Wow, that is such an accomplishment, and it's it's really a lot of work to deal with an addiction. So my hat is off to you, and uh, it's about turning the brain around. So I want to skip over that now, and I want to talk about your book. I believe it's called Thriving Beyond Addiction, and it is because I looked through it. It's a compendium of all types of information for people touched by addiction. Tell us a bit about your book. Well, it's an overview of every issue, problem, and solution, and hopefully gives the the reader an experience of what being in 
the process of being in recovery from an addiction, and it spans all addictions. It's not just drug addiction because the process of recovery is mostly the same. It starts from the moment the person accepts that they have an addiction problem, whatever that particular addiction is, and reviews every aspect of recovery and most issues that go along with addiction recovery so that there's a very small amount of uh, very compact information. So issues like mental health, family matters, nutritional needs and relapsing and such are all covered briefly as they may enough to have a give an introduction to the reader. Boy, what a great job and a great um, information. One thing I really liked about your book, and this is going to sound trite, but for me it was really good, um, isn't about the content, but you had large print. <laughs> I liked that. And you have little pictures on the side of some of the pages so that we can integrate the visual with what we're reading, and I thought that was a really well-laid-out book, um, and I guess you do, too, because it's your book. Um, and the information inside for us listeners is complete, and I, as a chemical dependency therapist, uh, have knowledge to make that statement. So congratulations on the book, Dr. Rohr, and I hope that people who think they have an addiction or or have family members who have an addiction look into your book because the answers are right there. So share with us the top five pieces of information from your book that you would like listeners to know about addiction. Well, about addiction recovery, the two get kind of interchanged. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little difficult to just pick five, but I would say you know this book is a, meant to be a roadmap that you should be reading, then making decisions, and then taking action. Um, that you need to build a support group and have a program, whether that's going to a treatment program or building your own. Uh, then keep moving forward on this journey, which really is about your personal health and growth. It's not about not using the drug or keeping stopping spending, that's, you have to do that to be able to get into recovery, but the process is of that of opening up and growing more than anything else. Um, find the number one motivation for your recovery. I call this your heart trigger. It triggers what triggers your heart, and when you get triggered by your addiction and going to craving, which most people do, you'll know what you really want. What you really want is in your heart of hearts. Then to use one or more reminders for paying attention to how you're doing in that moment. That's called personal awareness and it's the most important thing in life that there is. Examples are red lights, which mean stop and pay attention to how you're doing. Clocks, which mean what's going on with you in the present time. Or a 12-step chip, meaning Remember that you're in recovery. And the last thing is open up and mentally picture what you want your amazing future to be. I call this your recovering future. And when you really own that, like the use of mental imagery in, in, in many ways and been well proven out to be very helpful, you'll be pulled into this recovering future because it'll be 
embedded in your brain. You know, I just love that because so many of us think it's all about how we think about things. It's the cognitive thing about addiction. If I understand it, then I'll stop doing the behaviors that I have well practiced over the years with my addiction. But to have your recovering self in mind and what you look like, you can sort of compare it to like if you're in active addiction now, how that controls you and what it would be like to be free of that in the future. So I loved the way you framed that. Um, We're on the edge of a break here. I just wanted to mention that I just love the cover of your book, and it shows you embarking on a bridge crossing from a barren landscape to one that is filled with lush, lush greenery, flowers, trees, apples hanging from the trees, Briefly, and we might have to come back to you for the rest of this answer, what's the message you wished to portray to those looking at your book cover? And we're go- actually, we're going to have to stop and take a break. So I'm going to put that question okay. on hold. And listeners, we are going to be right back with Dr. Tom Rohr talking about performance and addiction and his book. We'll be back in a few minutes. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with Dr. Tom Rohr discussing brain spotting and his book. So, Dr. Rohr, we were talking about before the break the cover of your book from barren landscape to greenery and what was the message that you wanted to give by the cover of your book? Well, this cover image came from the dream I had and I actually have the same version, another version of the same picture in my office as a painting, but it, it's looking at the decision of the reality of one's life, in this case addiction, and choosing to cross the bridge of transition into a life of health and growth and moving on. I'm on the bridge, reaching out my hand, encouraging other people to do the same. So it symbolizes that paying it forward with helping the next addict or the next person. Um, also helps the helper continuing the path up the mountain um, is about good living growing expanding in your health and abundance yeah I think it's just such a meaningful book cover so very creative of you and where can listeners find a copy of your book Dr. Rohr it can be purchased on Amazon okay like just like every other book in the whole world yay Amazon pretty much <laughs> Yeah. And if I understand correctly, you came upon a man whose name is David Grant, and he has a Ph.D., and he discovered this new therapeutic technique called brain spotting, and it changed how you conduct therapy, and actually it it changed how I conduct therapy uh, in many instances. Tell us about how you discovered David Grant and his work. Work. Well, I met David uh, in 2001 at an eye movement desensitization reprocessing conference um, prior to his work of doing brain spotting, but he was demonstrating his bilateral audio music and natural sound CDs, and um, that was pretty impressive. Bilateral, by the way, is uh, sound oscillates between one ear and the other very slowly, about every four seconds. And this stimulates one side of the brain, one hemisphere, and then the other hemisphere, which is believed to help activate the person's brain. In fact, EMDR is based on that, basically. Um, And the CDs are very relaxing. So when I came across David's work in 2016, I saw a brain spotting presentation. I was really so impressed that I decided to attend the next training I could get to. Wow, and and why did you decide to get training in brain spotting? Well, I'm a very curious person, so I'm always interested in what's the next best cutting-edge approach to helping clients. And then when I discovered brain spotting and found it was very simple and much easier to use than EMDR and more effective, it was a pretty easy decision. Yeah, and what I've love about part of it for people who don't like to talk about it is it's not talk therapy. But let us know what does brain spotting training consist of? 
Well, there are four levels of training, plus a master class and a five-day intensive. I've taken all those programs at least once. And then there are classes being offered um, around the world and in specialties uh, such as addiction and advanced classes that are also being offered. Hmm. Now, the name brain spotting is really curious, probably to our listeners who have never heard of it because it's in therapeutic community discussions but not out in the public so much, I don't think. So explain to us exactly what brain spotting is. Well, brain spotting is a brain-based therapeutic approach which uses a visual spot in front of the client, chosen by the client, and this is called a brain spot. With my help, the client explores their visual field and until they decide what is the brain spot, where is the best focal point that is the most intense for them, most connected. While experiencing this chosen issue, experiencing their chosen issue, the client softly focuses on the brain spot where they're looking, feels their emotions and their body sensations, and this allows them to smoothly and naturally uh, make a healthy and productive mental emotional shift from one experience and it just shifts their inner inner experience amazingly enough. So to clarify the client's level of activation or connection, there's a scale which is very common, zero to ten, ten being the most intense. And the goal is usually to bring the in person's intensity down to zero. But there are cases where the person doesn't really does not want to be at zero. They want to remember it was intensity of uh, limited, maybe a two or three. There are two uh, main uses for brain spotting. One is used in performance work, which is referred to as enhancing or expanding of the client's ability to perform a specific task. Often the underlying reason or cause for the client's performance issue or block is trauma, which brings me back to the other main reason for using brain spotting, which is neutralizing traumas. And it really does that, listeners. It is so amazing to um, interact with a person who is in a brain spotting session, and uh, David Grant says, where you look is how you feel. Dr. Rohr, tell us what happens in a brain spotting session. Well, simply put, it's I manage the session, but the client's inner experience guides where the process needs to go. And this happens without the client really making any effort. In fact, it's all about allowing that to happen. And with my help, the client senses where their brain spot is located. When the client looks at that spot in their visual field, their mind opens up. They feel their emotions and their body sensations, and this could be, the body sensation could be anywhere in their body, usually upper chest, but sometimes in their feet, their hands. It can shift from one place to another. They feel their emotions and body sensations and naturally shift in a desirable direction. I've never seen it otherwise. There is little or no talking during the process. In fact, I don't even need to know what the focus of the work is. I literally work with people 
literally have not said anything about what's happening, ended and said thank you and walked out the door. I didn't know what the topic was, which is pretty amazing, especially if people are going to deal with you know, things like childhood molest or very difficult things to share with anybody. They don't have to. So it really is the opposite of talk therapy. Yes, and on the other hand, I've had people who talk through the whole thing and don't look at me. So I guess it's um, if, if you are a person who is an external processor and wants to talk about it, that works. Brain spotting works. And if you're an internal processor and don't really talk about stuff, that works. And this is just um, um, interesting to be in session with people going through this. And I bet some listeners are really interested in my next question that I have for you, and that is, what is the research regarding the efficacy of brain spotting? Um, that's very interesting, but I did, I did want to um, just start with something I want to add. There are three aspects of brain spotting. The emotional feelings, which is about the client feeling their emotions about the issue, and the highest intensity that is felt during the... The, the highest intensity is felt in the first five to ten minutes, and almost always it drops dramatically. Even if it's a ten, or in occasional cases people say it's above a ten or a twenty-eight or whatever, <laughs> um, that drops substantially after that. But it drops very quickly, so that extreme intensity doesn't stay, stay very long. And there are things that I can do, like covering one eye and such, that brings it down immediately. Uh, in this session, so it doesn't have to be that difficult. And most people can kind of get through when they know it's only going to be maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes of uh, being that intense. Then you have your sensory feelings, which the client notices where they are in their, in their body, which I mentioned before, and they focus on that. And this could be a blink, a twitch, a tingle. It's not necessarily some kind of a painful thing. It's just some kind of sensation. And finally, there's a relational aspect. The structure and the mechanics of brain spotting is so simple and easy that I can literally just relax. I don't write any notes. I don't anything. But completely focus on and with the or witness, some people might call it, the client's experience. This is very different from traditional uh, therapy. So brain spotting is the most client-centered approach I've ever been aware of. And I train with what's called client-centered therapy with the this founder, Dr. Carl Rogers. Wow. So I think one of the most important things you just said was about being held in the body. And as you were talking about that, I went back to my eighth grade self at the piano, and I could feel that. So maybe I need to brain spot myself. No, you can't really do that. But I, I probably need some brain spotting about this performance thing that happened to me because I can feel it today in my body, and usually talk therapy has nothing to do with how you're feeling in your body. So I'm going to go yeah. back to the question that I asked you sure. before. What's sure. the research regarding regarding the efficacy of brain spotting? Well, all the research that I'm aware of is focusing on the neutralization of trauma type of work. But the one that jumps out so to I'm me going to wait, wait, Dr. Rohr, I'm going to have to break because I lost track of okay. the time. So we're coming up on a break. We'll come back to the questions. Listeners, okay. we will be right back with you with Dr. Tom Rohr. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. 
That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and listen to the Doctor's Lounge, where you get a private insight into the conversations that doctors have amongst themselves. Join us Thursday, 8 a.m. every week. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. We are here with Dr. Tom Rohr discussing brain spotting and a lot of other things, trauma. Uh, and I had to cut him off for a break. So, Dr. Rohr, welcome back. And I'm going to go back to what I, we were talking about, which is about what's the efficacy for brain spotting? What's the research? Um, well, again, the research is mostly on neutralizing traumas. And the, one of the most interesting is the has to do with the 2016 Newton Sandy Hook Community Foundation survey about the high school, the, the school tragedy, the shooting. And it showed that uh, the respondents um, getting therapy, different forms of therapy, quite a range of therapy. And the 99 percent of the participants rated brain spotting as very effective. The next closest approach was rated at 40.9. Just quite a bit of difference. If um, any of the listeners are interested, I certainly willing to make those studies available and other studies available if you're if they're interested. Well, that's great. We will get that information toward the end of our program. Is brain spotting a quick cure or a slow one like most other therapeutic methods? Although brain spotting can, be, can quickly help many issues, pretty much any issue, the trauma and deep-seated issues are where brain spotting really shines, in my opinion. Compared to traditional analytical talk therapy approaches, brain spotting is it's almost magically fast. Results that would have taken months can be achieved in a few sessions. And of course, it always depends on the complexity of the trauma. I've had numerous cases where basically it was called individual simple trauma, but extreme trauma, and I'll talk about that in a minute, um, have been literally neutralized in one session. You know, I've had the same experience. I've had people in long-term recovery, meaning like 13 years, have these residual issues, these deep-seated, I'm not good enough, people don't like me, come in for brain spotting, and it changes their world. It's just the most amazing thing, and I can't explain to them how it did it. It went through your brain, through the vargus nerve, and 
but I'm I can't really explain it. So my people call it voodoo, <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's really legitimate. Um, in your practice, what types of mental health challenges respond to brain spotting? I know we've been discussing a few, but I wondered if you would elaborate on that a bit. Well, I see a range of mental emotional issues. Even though I've been trained in mental health uh, issues, I don't work from a medical model. I see clients as coping with a range of mental emotional issues that cause them to disconnect with themselves and their ability to fulfill their potential. So my clients' mental emotional issues are not the focus of this, the work that I do for the most part. Um, my focus is increasing the client's ability to perform, which likely includes becoming happier and emotionally healthier. The only clients that should not do brain spotting are people that, have, that are emotionally unstable. The focus of the work with these clients should be stabilization. The people that get the best results in brain spotting are those who can connect with themselves and their experience, including their emotion, emotions and body sensations. As I stated a few minutes ago, this includes um, connecting at a level that they really are aware of it. Um, not just intellectually, it's, it's, a, it's experiencing firsthand. This is what causes the person's inner experience to shift. Interesting. Well, I've seen those shifts with my patients because I also do brain spotting. And um, I'm, I'm right with you. It's just amazing to see the shifts. And I also have a lot of people who with depression, anxiety, even OCD, addiction, and multiple traumas come in, and this has been so helpful. Relationship problems is even helpful. Anyway, tell us about two of your most successful outcomes using brain spotting as a therapeutic technique. Well, I was working with a 50-year-old client who was in treatment for addiction um, that knew that there was a, he had a major motivation to use and that was coping with a tragic auto accident so many years ago. His young daughter was killed, and they were literally trapped in the car together. Um, her body was terribly damaged, and the car was crushed. They literally had to get the jaws of life to cut the car apart to be able to get them out of the car. So as he started the process, he quickly connected to this accident at an intensity of 10. I think, I think he said 10 plus. He felt his emotions and body sensations strongly and rapidly processed the issue. Within about 10 minutes, his intensity had dropped to a 6. And by about 30 minutes, his intensity had dropped to 0. He finished feeling very pleased and relieved, you can imagine, about the results of the brain spotting work they did. And his rapid shifting and intense dropping uh, was probably due to the brain spotting, but also my sense was he was really motivated. He, this had happened like 10 years before, and he was really ready to let go of it. Um, that obviously also helps. But I also yeah. worked with a, with a basketball player, college basketball player, um, on a Brazilian issue that when he went to throw... <laughs> to shoot free throws, at the end of the game, it, his percentage dropped dramatically. Well, this was known, and so these opposing teams would intentionally follow him, him to the end of the game. 
his usual pattern of shooting free throws would would be disrupted, and his shooting percentage percentage would drop. So he processed uh, an issue around his negative uh, a negative childhood experience, where his brother, while he was practicing free throws in his driveway, would behind be behind him, pretending he was broadcasting the end of a basketball game, and would suggest that the, his brother, that the client would choke and miss his shots. The brother would also do this prior to going to the client's basketball games to help him learn to deal with the pressure. The client uh, brain spotted this issue and studied at a five of intensity and went up to a seven, ending in a one, which was, he found very desirable. He felt the issue was of his brother's harassment was neutralized. Then We then switched to doing resource work, and he connected with his ability to be confident. We brain-spotted that, and he was able to integrate that uh, level of confidence and felt that that confidence could be part of the game. So he, in the very next game that he went to, he did feel confident. Then the game came, they were following him, and he actually shot slightly above what his average free-throw shooting percentage had been in the past. That is amazing. I um, I have experienced that myself because in brain spotting training, one has to be a participant, be the the patient in the brain spots uh, spotting. Also, that's how we get our training, and um, it is just amazing what happens and how things turn around. And as I said earlier, I wish I'd had that when I messed up on my piano. Now, like all of us, you probably have had some unsuccessful outcomes, because I know I have, although the, the idea about successful and unsuccessful is rated by me and not by the patient, so, but, but be that as it may, share with us a couple of your unsuccessful outcomes. What does that look like? Well, I've had a few, not many, fortunately. Um, I was working with a 52-year-old woman which would turn out to be only one session. She had a great difficulty connecting with the issue at an emotional level. Um, and she was um, dealing with a core issue, uh, which had to do with uh, a religious doctrine that she grew up in. And it was a terrible conflict for her because um, it caused her to feel worthless and hopeless at the same time. Her religion said that she, like everyone, was a sinner and there'd be no hope for changing that and that's just the way it was. And this caused her to feel terrible. Um, but additionally to the doctrine in her life, she, for most of her personal and social life revolved around her church. So during this the processing, she didn't feel much of anything for several minutes. Then she finally connected an intensity level of two, which is barely connected at all. Moved up to a four and eventually back down to a three. Then she ended the session feeling pretty ambivalent about her experience. She ended by canceling the next appointment and did not reschedule, which was not surprising under the circumstances. The other person I want to mention is a man in his 40s who was referred to me by another therapist because the client was really stuck in an issue. He, um, he did not want to tell me what the issue was, which was okay. After we began the process, 
he became tearful and started to uh, say that it was too scary and that he just can't do this. Before I could clarify how we could lower the intensity by doing things like covering one eye and such, he disengaged and said, I'm not ready, got up and left. Yeah. So we met a couple more times, um, but he declined to revisit that issue, only talked about superficial things, and we agreed to call and continue his therapy. He did not do that. Yeah, the, the amazing thing about brain spotting that I found is that people can sit there and say, this isn't working, this isn't working, and then two weeks later they come back and say, gee, this worked. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed what happens when brain spotting doesn't work for some of your patients? <laughs> Absolutely, and I've had some, in fact, some amazing where a person didn't seem to be conscious at all, called me later and said, oh, my God, this yeah. it, it is it's different. I can't, I can't even put words on it, but it's different. So, yeah, yeah. some observation that's the unwillingness or inability of the client to open up and connect to their experience is the, is the cutting, is the absolute reason why that happens. So they stay emotionally detached and in their analytical head which makes them think they're doing something, but they're not doing what needs to get done. I don't have any statistics, but I have, my sense is that about 10 to 20% of my clients have some or great difficulty in, in connecting, therefore the brain spotting just doesn't really work. So the flip side of that is saying that 80 to 90% of the people who come to me for brain spotting make at least some change, if not you know, totally desirable change. Um, and as I said, quite quite simply, and pretty much anybody's amazed at the fact that what happened made those changes. And it's all about them staying engaged. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering, uh, and I think I know the answer to this question, but has someone conducted brain spotting on you? Yes. As you yeah. mentioned, I've done a lot of training, so I've probably done... 20 brain spotting sessions with in, in trainings. So, and you said the, the, for the trainee, they have to have something to work on to practice. And to understand the full experience, you really have to be able to be a client and the therapist and practice the techniques and for that part of it. Um, so, personally, the, um, my most profound experience was during a five-day intensive where I planned to work on a behavioral issue but my brain had other ideas, <laughs> and it and it directed me to deal with an unresolved traumatic illness from really when I was 14 months old. I had talked about this in the past, but never had done anything like brain spotting. And um, so I felt this deep, profound shift that I literally didn't have any words to be able to explain what happened. And I didn't feel any, you know, at the moment, like, Organic shift. It just it was a, it was just a profound experience. Um, not even really knowing what happened, but as the weeks went by, I noticed some positive changes that I can only attribute it to brain spotting session because I didn't attempt to change anything. That is just so interesting, and because brain spotting takes us or can take us back to pre-verbal traumas, and I we're coming up on a break. But it's, it's always interesting to watch when people go, oh, I didn't remember that, or I don't have words for this, but it, something feels different. So 
So, listeners, we have to take a break. We are going to come back with Dr. Tom Rohr to discuss Bain spotting and performance and what that looks like with incorporating brain spotting. We will be back in a few seconds. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with Dr. Tom Rohr, and we are discussing brain spotting, but we're all just so discussing how this relates to relationships, because if we overcome our stuck points, we get opened up for more interpersonal, wonderful experiences. So this is all rooted in relationships. And Dr. Rohr, we were talking before the break about um, the, the miracle kind of effect, or the appearing miracle of brain spotting, and how we've both started conducting brain spotting on patients who really quickly overcame an issue they've had for years, and and you were telling us a little that you've had similar experiences. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So, um, example would be uh, several examples. But briefly, are I was working with a 25-year-old boy. I would call him um, who processed the, the grief of, over his father's death about eight years before that. And as his pain reduced, his experience flipped. He was went up to a high of about a seven, came down to a six, and actually got stuck on that. 
was on that about 15 minutes, and I started going into advanced technique, and he said, he said, um, it's okay. He said, it's like, it, it's, it's no positive six. He said, I could sense, I sensed my father talking to me. It was really a profound experience for him. Um, another example is a man that gave up a promising career as a basketball, an amateur career as a basketball player uh, some years before due to anxiety. And in several sessions, he resolved his blocks and was able to comfortably return to playing the game that he loved, and he had fun at it. He also became a coach. It was interesting. <laughs> A woman in her 30s who was dealing with issues uh, involving her mother. And during her first session, she resolved six different issues all connected. And she would go up and down a number. She said, I was seven, now I'm down to three. Now I'm a six, and now I'm a four. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But <laughs> when we got done, I asked her, what, what was that about? She said, I dealt with six different issues. She is really... Boom, 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 profits them, which is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I would wonder if that, that, or I would suppose, that really improved her relationship with her mom. And this is why we're here today, you and I, talking about this, because <coughs> this will improve your relationship. What are the well, main mental health challenges that your clients come to you with in hopes that you'll provide them with uh, brain spotting treatment? Well, the main mental health issues that interfere with brain spotting are things like severe depression, anxiety, ADHD, and just inability to connect emotionally. But trauma is often at the core of many mental-emotional problems. And with enough willingness on the part of the client to just stay with it, even though at first they may not be connecting, and support and encouragement by the by the clinician doing the brain spotting. Many clients can get past these mental emotional issues and process the core issues or traumas. This can often improve and even resolve mental health issues. The core issue, for instance, is childhood abuse, and the person neutralizes that, and that's why they were so depressed all these years. They're likely to be either not anywhere near as depressed or maybe possibly be not be depressed, clinically depressed. Amazing. And I know that a lot of my patients' problems emanate from childhood trauma, and if you've listened to this program before, you know that I really hold this belief that every problem we have today, that the relationship issue started with some way early unresolved relationship problem. So does childhood trauma usually respond to brain spotting? Absolutely. So every trauma, every unresolved trauma, big or small, um, are the most significant mental health issues undermining, is the most uh, uh, significant issue undermining most people's lives. In my opinion, it's the number one issue, period, in human existence. So, yeah, that really helps many traumas starting in childhood, in, you know, and that either is the core issue, but it also can be the foundation you know. on which get more traumas. And people go to, go to in the military and go to war, and they build these complex sure. trauma, uh, uh, entangled traumas, just the, uh, which can take a lot more than show. one session 
um, okay. one, so one or two sessions might help overall, well, let me, uh, but it's let me unlikely to resolve the complex trauma I'll, and anything I'll less than multiple sessions. And sometimes literally months of even doing sure. brain spotting mm-hmm. because people's lives are yes, so full of trauma. <clears throat> I work with people that only grew up in a, in a uh, abusive household, got into gangs, addiction, and they're now you know 45 years old and they've known nothing their entire life but abuse and trauma and violence and, and that definitely takes some time to, to deal with so it's important for your listeners to understand that trauma can be any number of things abandonment, accidents, illnesses failures, losses mistakes, rejections etc and trauma is a unresolved negative memories that are stuck in our unconscious or the midbrain and until they get worked through with a tool like brain spotting this not going to be better you can't talk it out I love the way how you describe that it's just so so meaningful and from my humble perspective with my lots of lots of patients I couldn't agree with you more I want to change from brain spotting a little bit to, to you tell us about your private practice what types of clients seek your counsel? Well, I'm a general practice, but I do have two specialties. I've kind of mentioned them already. Substance and behavioral addiction treatment and uh, performance enhancement. I do a lot of trauma work because trauma being such a big issue behind people's inability to be uh, ability to be blocked, um, blocked or, um, or caught up in addiction is so often either caused by or encouraged by traumas. I really had a client many years ago who um, we funny was good when we were processing. He just just out of blue said, "Oh my God! I never put together that what that man did with me is called molest." Mm-hmm. I was 14 years old, and I started using drugs two days later. Yep. Very, very typical, normal. So you've told me also that you have an expertise in performance enhancement. Explain that to us. Well, over the last 30 years or so, um, I've studied a range of success, motivational, resiliency kinds of topics. I've also trained in positive psychology, sports psychology, structural thinking, among other fields. And so... um, even back in the 80s, I actually developed programs on how to be successful and offered them. Um, so I worked with a variety of clients in my practice over the years who want to perform more effectively uh, and become more successful in their personal and professional lives because they're a great deal. That's what therapy is about. Therapists tend to focus on certain things, but that's really it's my framing of the way I do therapy at this point. Um, and and uh, coaching too I do that also um, yeah. so this includes high school college professional athletes in my practice entertainers such as actors musicians and singers sales professionals basically anybody who needs to do a talk it's almost always has some kind of trauma in the background of why they can't just get up and do it because often they know what they're doing they don't come to me to learn how to swim a bat. They have a coach to do that. But when they get up there and they're saying to, to, saying to themselves, oh, my God, what if I miss it? I'll be humiliated. And 
changing their affirmations doesn't stop it from happening. They still swing and miss. When they know in practice they can knock the ball out of the park every time, there's something going on deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And um, where can our listeners learn more about brain spotting? Um, well, they can go to um, my site, which is um, B, um, bspperformancecenter.com. B is in boy, S is in Sam, P is in Paul, performancecenter.com. And I have all kinds of things on there um, and information and such. They can also go to um, brainspotting.com to get information and also to find um, a therapist if they're out of the area to be able to work with. Um, there are people that do it, but uh, I'm not yet doing uh, internet, you know, uh, type of uh, doing brain spotting. Um, maybe one day I will, but I'm not yet. Okay. And that site is, over the way, is brainspotting.com. Okay, and where is your private practice located? In Walnut Creek, California, which is east of Oakland, east of San Francisco. Okay, and are you taking new clients? I am, and I'm I'm often have openings because I work with mostly such short-term work that if I'm seeing somebody for, I say one session, you're typically talking three to five sessions in reality because the first session is unlikely to do any work. Um, it's not just maybe introduct, introducing brain spotting, there's just not enough time. And a session to follow up to make sure that things are going and whether what person wants to go. go. So um, I do occasionally have a waiting I'm list. I'm going to have to, Dr. Roy, I'm going to have to interrupt sure. because our time is almost up. And it's been a pleasure okay. to have you as our guest this morning, and okay. thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge and listeners. Isn't it just amazing all the ways you can get help with most of our challenges? And every week I'm so grateful to have such wonderful guests to help us with our challenges. And until next week, remember, only you can create your world the way you want it to be. Thank you, Dr. Roar. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.